Ever quit a job? Ever redefined yourself within one? Ever started something one big or failed? Quit is a call-in show helpfully helping people sort out their lives, reevaluate their options, kick their crummy corporate stooge jobs to the curb, and start something awesome. I'm Dan Benjamin. It's time to quit. This is our 12th episode of this show. It's Friday, February 15th, 2013. It's always Friday here on Quit. If you'd like to call in and be a part of the show, and we need you to call in and be a part of the show, you can do so by dialing 512 518 5714. If you forget that number, you can just go to 5by5.tv slash quit and it's right there. You can also leave us a voicemail, 512-222-8141, but it's too late for that because the show has begun and here we are. Full house again. Shlok finally recovered from his uh, illness. <laughs> Turns out he needs a steroid balloon. We'll talk about that a little bit later in the show. <laughs> Welcome back, Shlok. Thank you. I'm glad to see that you're fully, uh, your convalescence is over and you're Fully recovered, or Thank, mostly recovered. Mostly. Thank you. We also <clears throat> have, here from Houston, Texas, mm-hmm. Alex Ragsdale, who has been here all day today. She drove up, stared in an Airbnb last night, mm-hmm. and uh, she's been on the frequency. She sat in on the crossover, and now she's here on Quit. Welcome to the show, Alex. Thank you. This is the show that really brought you here. Yep. Because you started a little company called Aloft Farms and you called in talking about your quitting and starting and we had you on a couple of those shows and here you are now you're physically here in the studio. Yep. We ate a taco deli for lunch. Oh uh, yeah. Big reveal. <laughs> yeah. <So jealous. laughs> and Anthony Armendaris. Hey. Co founder of Fun Size. How would you describe that? Uh Fun Size is a company that my wife Natalie and I started and it's a mobile design studio here in Austin. We work mostly primarily with uh, startups and product companies. And uh, people, of course, know Natalie because she was the one that was here last week. She's Mm -hmm. the one that had to go to San Francisco, even though she was quitting. And she's in San Francisco now. So we want to do a follow-up about that too. And she's she's doing her day job there and getting inundated from emails from me. So, but I think it's really exciting. She quit and we decided to to do this together. And, you know, I can do, we're just, I could do this right like this. Boom. See? All right. Oh, that's, those are the dulcet tones I was looking for. <laughs> so she is, uh, well, you know what? Why don't we just, we've got, we've already got callers in the queue. We've got a lot of emails uh, to go over. We've got voicemails. I'm very excited about the response to the show. I can't tell you. I can't tell. We have the best list. Some of my listeners drive up from Houston. That's how, that's how much this uh, important the show is to people. It's very inspiring. Mm-hmm. And I asked Alex earlier today, I said, are you having fun? She said, yes. I said, is this what you thought it would be like? And she said, well, I didn't know that I was going to go see a big empty office. No, I mean, And that's what we did. Yeah, We spent we most did. of the day walking around an empty office. <laughs> most of the day. And she's <laughs> like, is there anywhere to sit here? I'm like, you can sit on the floor. No, I'll see you in an hour. Um, <laughs> we went to no, the- you said, is this what you thought you'd be doing? Yeah. And how could I have anticipated that. I don't know. You should always so, I mean, the answer was no. <laughs> so, <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know. But any, you know, if you want to come to visit 5x5, five five, all you have to do is be really cool and uh, and drive out here and we might let you in. Mm-hmm. Just take all your guests to go see an empty office space. Yeah. yeah you, office. you too. Alex has been the guinea pig for this. <laughs> and a guinea pig for quit in general. She's like the poster child for quit. She quit yeah. a job. She started a new business. Can we do a poster? We do a poster, a poster of you as a child. Okay. <laughs> uh, but Anthony, you have two really because yeah. you started the thing. So I, I, I want to start with an update on Natalie. So for those who don't remember, Natalie uh, 
your wife and you had been wanting to start this company for a long time. You'd already sort of taken the steps to do that. You'd, you'd quit your job, which you were, you had an excellent job mm-hmm. and you left that to go and start this thing and be working on some contracts and building towards something. And you were finally at the point where you're like, man, this thing could, could really get bigger. But Natalie, I need you involved to, to do it because you're the, you're the, the other piece of this. It needs to be there to make it happen. And after a lot of serious thoughts and discussions about her and her job, and we went over this with her last week, she finally made the decision to quit her job and come work with you full time. And still, though, went on this two week, originally supposed to be a seven week trip. She cut it down to two weeks. And uh, let's get an update, a status report from her. She's been out there almost a week now. Well, she's been out there for almost a week, and she's really enjoying the project she's working on, mm-hmm. which is really cool, and she's built a good relationship with the client. However, her team members haven't informed the client oh, no. that she is going to be there for two weeks and not four weeks. Wow. So she's uh, she's trying to work through that, and uh, we're trying to work through some of our initial company setup stuff, new, yeah. new clients moving into the new space. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot of a lot of stuff going on right now, but it's all very exciting. I know you may not be able to an- announce the details of it, but congratulations on getting a couple of really great uh, clients lined up all in one day. It all happened in one day. You it's know, crazy. the last, last week has been an ups and downs. Uh, will will either of these go through? Will both of them go through? How will we do it? Uh, but it all came, came in and within an hour and, and it's all, all good to go. It's good news, man. Awesome. Congratulations. 100% when, loss ratio for those who who don't remember alex she started a cool company called aloft farms what the heck is that uh we do commercial rooftop farming in houston so what is this this means you climb up the side of a building and you start planting stuff and then you you grow that into plants into fruit and vegetables Mm -hmm. and then you sell that where do you sell it uh, like farmers markets and co-ops. And then uh, we have one location right now and we're hoping to be more like four or five by the end of the year. So we have a, a couple other locations that we're eyeing, but nothing else lined up yet. Um, and when we have more growing power, we're hoping to also get into like restaurants and more retail. And you care a lot about this. This isn't just like you didn't just have this idea one day and think, oh, I'll make this a business. You're passionate about about this for a number of reasons. Yeah. I mean, why? I don't know why someone would probably do this if they, if they if didn't, didn't feel care. that way. Yeah. So I'm glad to see that you're doing this and uh, it's exciting. You also stared in, stayed in an Airbnb last night with strangers. Mm-hmm. And if you want more details about that, you can listen to the frequency <laughs> from this morning where she tells the story of the man from the shower who came into her room. <laughs> so it's not I that will, bad. I will put the... <laughs> so it ended well then. <laughs> <laughs> I will put that into the show notes. The show notes for this show, anything that we talk about can be found at 5x5.tv slash quit slash 12. Last, certainly not least, Shlok. Hello. Back from a self-imposed hiatus. <laughs> Nose enforced is what I'd phrase it. So apparently you had, when we were at your house for the uh, Super Bowl party, which was great. Thanks again for hosting that. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You... You seemed like you had the worst cold I've ever seen a human being have. And you kept that you were in denial that it was a cold and you were denying you had anything. And in fact, not only was it a cold, it was a sinus infection. It was. That essentially debilitated you. And then you went, had a CT scan. I feel like there should be like sad documentary music playing while we're discussing (laughs) this. We'll we'll add that in post. And 
you went in there, got a CT scan, and now they tell you you got to have a balloon filled with steroids put inside above your <laughs> eye, between your eye and your brain. Pretty much. It, it, it's not that bad. It just needs to be snaked up into my sinuses and then released into the wild. Do they leave the balloon? I, I think the balloon might biodegrade. <sighs> oh. How do they you know? need to ask some questions. I need to find out what before... happens to that balloon. <laughs> I would say you have incomplete information. Do you have that. an exit plan for this balloon, <laughs> sir? <laughs> well, if you think about it, I mean, I, like, I'm familiar with things where they like widen out an artery or something by inflating a balloon inside of it, and then the, they deflate the balloon and retract the balloon. But what you're saying is this balloon is full of steroids, and then it's left they in there. They pop it. No, Do they I th- pop I, it? No, I think they deflate it, but with style, and the steroids get to stay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm making this up. I have no idea what happens. You're not a doctor. I'm not, nor do I play one on CNN. <laughs> I like that you mentioned the term exit strategy. Because that's something I would like to talk to you about, Schluck, yeah. since you're the king of exit strategies. <laughs> yes. I've, I've been given advice in the past whenever I was working on a startup that you should always have like uh, an exit strategy for your business. Like you should have a plan on how to one day stop doing that business. But the people that I know who start businesses, usually they're not thinking about that. They're not thinking far ahead. Like it, it either seems like they're caught up in the... VC style startup environment mentality, which is we're going to start this thing. We're going to ramp it up and we're going to, you know, we've got an 18 month exit, you know, like they walk into it expecting to do that or three year exit or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Or they start it by saying, well, I just wanted to like do the thing that I like with the people that I like working with. And in that case, they're air quotes, Merlin man quotes, thinking too small. Can you straighten me out on this? I just want to make sure you get your time. You've been gone for so long. Oh, thank you. Yes. Um, it's, I don't know, I think a good parallel to this is when you buy a house, right? Like you can buy a house and it can be your forever home and you can spend your life in it and you'll pay it off and that's great. Or you can approach it like, I'm going to flip this house. I'm going to buy it at X. I'm going to add Y value and then X plus Y, y is my exit. And um, there are people who do smaller companies like that. If you build a company from one to $10 million and sell it, that's $10 million in your pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to approach it in that way. You have to gear everything designed for an exit. Like you solve a problem for a certain enterprise and you get in touch with them and you are hanging out with them mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. Um, I know people who have done that and they approach it and they've done it two or three times. Um, but there's also the folks who really want to um yes um (laughs) (laughs) sorry to distract you uh yeah but then there's the folks who like you said want to do cool stuff with cool people and they'll just keep growing the business and that's cool too i think you have to consider an exit strategy but you don't have to it's not a strategy you just need to be aware of your exit opportunities when you start a company like who could acquire me or who could um you know, is this an IPO style business? Is this going to get big enough where I need hundreds of millions of dollars to, to keep going? Be aware of those things, but don't plan on them. I mean, if you want to build that kind of company, if you want to flip, then you need to own all of it and you need to maintain control of all of it and sell at first opportunity. I mean, but that, it just seems weird to me the way that like, like when uh, my wife and I bought our first house, this was a house that a guy had come in, this was in, in like an old neighborhood in, in downtown Orlando. Don't get me started. 
And we came in and we bought this house and the guy had, who had bought it before us, this was like the revitalization of this little neighborhood, right? So the guy would go in and he'd buy a house and he'd redo the house as cheaply and quickly as he could to make it look like it had been fixed up and really it wasn't. And then you'd move into this thing. And then, uh, you know, we lived there for, for three or four years or three, yeah, about four years and we sold it. And we made a whole bunch of money on this house because the market was going up and up and up and up and up at that time. And his business was to go and he would take a house that he'd buy for $60,000. He'd put $15,000 into it and he'd sell it for $100,000 flipping it. Yep. And this almost seems like he didn't care. He just wanted to sell that thing and get out of there. And he did that all around there. All around there. Savco was the guy's name. Hmm. And uh, that almost feels in a way like this mentality of, of, well, we'll build a business, we'll get it up and running, we'll get 100,000 people using it, and then we'll, we'll flip it, we'll sell it, we'll give it to, you know, Google will buy it or someone else will buy it. Yep. And then that, then, then that business gets acquired by that company, and the company who buys it typically is evil and starts, you know, changing up the terms of service. And the users get disillusioned and disenchanted with it. The ones who were the hardcore users, the ones who loved the service. And then they leave it. And then all the other people who maybe weren't that hardcore users, they keep using it or they don't care. Facebook does this with companies all the time. Yep. And that seems to be like the business. But someone like Anthony, Alex, you, you guys didn't start your business to get acquired, did you? No, in the mm -hmm. client service business that I'm in, there's not that many options. You know, there's three obvious, right? You keep building the business and you keep doing what you love mm -hmm. or you sell to another design company mm -hmm. or, or you get acquired by Google. But the problem is you get acquired by Google, then you get, you go back to having a corporate stews job. Right. Right. And that's why whenever that happens, the person winds up leaving after six months to a year. Yeah. Or you make a product and you turn it into a product company. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, for client service is difficult. I tried my whole life to find a way, an exit strategy out of client services. But I, what I realized <laughs> after a lot of deep exploration is that I'm, that's what I'm really good at. So I don't know. I'm just trying to embrace that. And, uh, I don't, I don't really know. And what about you, Alex? You didn't start this to get acquired, did you? Or did you? In the back of your mind, are you thinking maybe one day Whole Foods calls? Monsanto. No, no, I don't think so. Monsanto, uh, God. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't start to get acquired. I want it to grow. Yeah. I want it to be bigger. Um, like, I think the most I would hope for with this business is that we would get to like move to other cities mm -hmm. and expand. Um, yeah. You know, you, but, you think about the quote from the Dropbox guys when Apple, when Steve Jobs specifically was trying to buy them and he would describe them. He described them at Dropbox as a, you're not you're not building a service you're building a feature you're a feature and they said we don't want to be acquired we don't want to be a feature we want to be a big business we want to build a big business our goal is not to get acquired and you know when you think about all the different kinds of companies and services out there and when when I know people who are starting them they're often you know I re, I think back to when Dan Cedarholm and I built Corked and we were talking to a number of different companies that wanted to acquire it. All of them had as part of the deal that we would come on and work with them and, and we would have to agree for a minimum of a year, no mm -hmm. substitutions. And in some ways it was because they wanted it as a talent, which is flattering. Like they want Dan Cederholm's design talents and my ability to write code at the time. 
you know, they thought that that would be something they would want. They also wanted the service, but they wanted us as part of the deal. Same thing was going on with Reddit at the time being acquired. And that was something that, that I was kind of willing to do it, but Dan Cedarholm specifically at the time, he's like, no, I really don't like, I really don't want that. He's like, I love doing my own thing. I love running my own business. I don't want to work somewhere else. And it wasn't in an angry way. He was very much just saying like he, he liked his freedom. And and I said, I remember I was talking to him about it. I said, do you really like in 10 years from now? And this was almost 10 years ago. (laughs) But I said in 10 years from now, like, do you still want to be doing like design work for other, other companies and stuff? And I don't, I mean, maybe he had already envisioned Dribble and the success he would have with that. I feel like he, you know, if he did, it was just an idea at the time. But he said, yeah, I really do like working on these great projects. I do like working with great companies. And, and I think I could do that for my whole career. You know, it's a whole different mentality. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't I mean, think, is there something wrong with it, Shlok? Is, there a ba- is that bad? No. Is somehow bad? No, I think there's nothing wrong with it. I don't know. I want to go back to what you said about Dropbox, right? Like they they were they were like we want to build a company. We want to build a lasting company. I don't know. I don't know about that. And I, and this is something, I don't know, this might just be a personal rant, but <laughs> um I find that's a little bit dis- disingenuous, right? They're not trying to build a lasting company. Evernote is building like they go out and say, we're building a hundred year company. Right. We're not taking outside investment. We don't care about that stuff. We're building an amazing company. We're going to stay, keep it around forever. Mm-hmm. That's cool. But when Dropbox does it and raises a whole ton of money, you're not building a lasting company. You're building an IPO company. And you can just come out and say that. Like there's a difference between the Evernotes and the Dropboxes. And that should be something we acknowledge, right? I mean, these are all viable paths. There's nothing morally better or worse than any of the others. Just be honest about it. Yeah. All right, so I've got three sponsors I've got to do, and then we're going to do some calls. Let me pull up these sponsors. First one, Hover.com, Simplified Domain Management. This is the, this, the easiest way I can describe this is, if you're familiar with going to search engine and searching for something, that's the way that this works over at Hover.com. They have a search box. You type in the domain name you want or just a phrase or a keyword or a word you like. They're going to show you all of the domains that are available and they'll suggest some if those are all taken. Even if they're not taken, they'll suggest a whole bunch. They have all of the ones you like, .com, .co, .tv. But don't forget about .net because anytime that I tell somebody, oh, it's a .tv, they're, they're not always sure. Oh, do you mean .com? No, it's .tv. I don't mean .com. Thank you. But .net, you don't have to explain it. .net's been around and tons and tons of great domains are, are still available in the .net space. So check that out when you're out there. But here's the thing, you're going to get 10% off if you go to hover.com slash dansendme or just hover.com and use the code dansendme and you will get 10% off of everything that you do while you're there. So uh, thanks very much to the folks over at Hover for making this show possible. Now, Shlok, you want me to take this call first, don't you? Uh, you yeah, I think. Do that one first. That's fair. All right. Is this Meg? Megan Austin, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. So I hear that you are, uh, you have been urged to call the show. I was encouraged. I actually met Schloch, um out and I just like spilled my guts of my life story. And he was like, you should call our show. Nice. You are a mess. Yeah. Well, well he actually <laughs> said you're met. That does sound like the kind of thing that he says. <laughs> I, I get that a lot. So it wouldn't be that, uh, 
out of the blue. All right. So what what what's what's going on with you? Why do you feel like you're a mess? You sound all right. Thanks. I appreciate that. Um, I actually, so I'm just working at a job that is not a good fit for me, if you will. Um, in technical sales, I have a background in engineering and a degree in Spanish as well. And so I just kind of don't know what my next move should be. All right. So what, what is, what's your degree in? I have one in mechanical engineering and another in Spanish. So you have two degrees. I do. And one of them is in mechanical engineering and you're, but you're not working in either of these industries right now. Not exactly. No. How long have you been out of school? Um, four years left. Okay. And you've been, what, what can you say what you're doing? Can you tell us? I work in technical sales. That's technical about, sales. As, as much as I can give you. Okay. I, yeah. I'll accept that. That's specific enough. <laughs> Thanks. How did you wind up in technical sales instead of why didn't you go in and do the engineering? I mean, like engineers get paid pretty well and they usually get to. Yeah, no, I, I did that. I worked in oil and gas for three years. Um, and then, I don't know, it just seemed like a good idea at the time. Okay. Which I find myself saying a lot. <laughs> do you, uh, you want to stay in sales? Is it just the current job that you're doing that no, you don't like? No, I want to get away from that. Away from sales entirely? Mm-hmm. Yes. And how long were you doing your mechanical engineering job? Three years. Three years. So you've only been doing the sales thing for a year? Yeah. I don't, I mean... Why not go? Do you not? Did you not like the mechanical engineering thing? I don't. It was just a lot of. It's very administrative and not that technical. Hmm. I find in real life, and so um, that made me like kind of frustrated and stir crazy. I also don't do that well just sitting in an office, really still all the time. Hmm. This is Slope, by the way. He's right here. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Slope. Um. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of what I was. Uh, saying last night i mean if, if you want to get into the technical engineering thing um that shouldn't be that hard to get into i mean they are always in demand but she doesn't want to sit she doesn't want to sit in a cube she doesn't want to be a corporate student she's made that very clear she likes to be on the go she's a people person but you don't want to do sales anymore you sound like you'd be good at sales you would think so but really it does not yeah no i'm kind of crashing and burning to some extent is is the sales job that you have now like unrewarding or are you in charge of accounts or are you like cold calling? Because sometimes when people say sales, that means they're sitting in a desk like cold calling people. Are you out and, and traveling or what? Tell me, tell me more about how your job works as opposed to what it is specifically is. I'm on the road. Okay. Um, like, so I do in person, but I have to like be on the phone a few days a week and, and setting up appointments and things like that. And like, I hate that. I hate that. It's miserable. The phone part? The um, phone part of it? When yeah, and all the office administrative stuff. And it's um, kind of repetitive, I guess, to some extent. But then when I'm on the road, like, I really like that. I really like being out. I really like seeing people like um, on the spot, kind of critical thinking. That's the part of the job that I love. But you're, you're what they call in the business. Meg, you're what they call in the business. You're a closer. You don't like to do all the okay. little piddly administrative stuff. You don't want to sit there on the phone. Well, maybe we can say you want to, you want to go in and you want to close the deal and you can do that, right? You're good at that. I can already tell this about you. You can close things. You're a closer, right? You get the deal done and they send you in when they, when, when, when they know they want to close. <laughs> um, I don't know about that, but maybe. 
Maybe that would be better for her. Yeah. She could do that. Yeah. But you, is it the in-person stuff that you, you like the in-person stuff more than the, uh, more than the like phone call stuff or email stuff? You want to be there in person? Oh yeah. Like I like all the like meeting people and and getting to work with all the different kinds of people and seeing all different kinds of um, industries and stuff. That's the part of it that I love, like variety and like new people all the time. I think you should continue down that path. Yeah. My sister gave, my younger sister gave me some of the biggest advice I ever had like two months ago. She asked me, what do you really love doing? And find a way to do what you really love doing, but where you can also combine your talents. And so I figured out um, that one of the things that I care about the most is traveling. So, and, you know, all those decisions, Ooh, you know, like, so that's what, you know, that's what started this whole idea of a husband and wife company, because we realized that if we worked just enough to cover what we need in our overhead to live a quality of life, we could also travel, you know? So, you know, I would just encourage mm-hmm. you to find the things that you love doing, um, the, the, the things that are important to your life and try to find a way to, you know, merge your talents with that, um, whatever, and whatever that may be, because, you know, I think at the end of the day, if you really love what you're doing, whatever it is, and it's not really a job. Yeah. And, yeah. and for you, that could be, I mean, not, so much engineering, but there are engineering consulting firms that you will be on the mm-hmm. road 50 hours or sorry, 50 weeks a year and meeting a whole bunch of people solving problems out in the field and going home for the weekend kind of deal. And that could be a good fit. How much of the, of the job do you like because it's travel? What if you didn't travel, but what if you did like, what if you had a, you know, a regular daily responsibility to go and visit with folks in person would you still like that, or is it the fact that you get to travel that you like? No, I think I would like that. I mean, I don't get to travel that far. It's not like, I mean, going down to the Rio Grande Valley isn't, you know, some <laughs> really glamorous kind of aspect of my job. <laughs> so, yeah, it's more the people effect than actually being on the road. Yeah. But you don't want to do phone. You don't want to do phone calls. You don't want to do email. Oh, No. <laughs> Because that's, I mean, I got to tell you. This is about that, the maximum phone time I can take for one day, Dan. Okay. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate you did that with me. You know, honestly, I mean, I've I've worked um, for a, a number of years in my career. I was what they call a sales engineer. And what that means is, I'm not suggesting this for you. What that means is that. Well, that's, that's technically what I am. Really? That's my title, actually. Uh-huh. Sales engineer. Because you have the technical, mm-hmm. say I was not going to not suggest it for you because it was a lot of phone stuff and it was a lot of email stuff. Right. And, and like they'd bring me out when the, the like the regular, just pure salesperson would be at a point where they had the client kind of where they wanted them. And then they needed to bring me in to kind of handle all of the technical stuff with their technical people. And I could speak their language maybe in a way the salesperson couldn't, but there was so much email and then sales support and that's dry stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's tedious for sure. So, I mean, uh, one thing that I can say is good out of this, I think Anthony pointed this out, is that you have kind of figured out what you like to do and you know what you like to do. I think you're just going to want to focus on something that's a little bit more pure sales as opposed to sales engineering. The sales, you're never going to get away from phone stuff, though. You're never going to get away from that in sales, I don't think. But I think that's it's a deal breaker for me. Hmm. That's but, what I'm thinking. Like, and, and like Slope mentioned, I think it was Slope mentioned consulting, and that's like something that I've been kind of leaning towards because I think it has 
a more technical aspect with less of the BS. Yeah, there's BS in everything, though. Oh, man, Do you I... like the company you're at? <laughs> Do you like the company, Meg? No. 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 Okay. <laughs> she has a, she has a Dwight well, character. I mean, that, that's important, too. Oh, okay. You know, align yourself with a company that has a product or service that you feel passionate about. Why isn't she in the studio mm-hmm. here with us? Yeah. Why didn't you invite her in here? Why is she on the phone? I, I didn't want to take she likes liberty to travel. She's a people person. I thought maybe when <laughs> you have your I'm own office. Work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get off an hour early on a Friday? What kind of place do you work for? I thought this was Austin. I thought exactly. everyone got off at four. Exactly. <laughs> and you're supposed to be eating breakfast tacos and barbecue and, and white Russians. This is Austin. Yeah. Do you want to hire me? That sounds much better. <laughs> That's actually what we do here. <laughs> In that order. That is, in that order, that's what we do. Uh, I'm not kidding. I'm all in. That sounds way better than my day. But there's email and phone calls if you work for me doing sales. You're going to have to do a lot of email and phone calls. And that there's almost no in person. Are people going to hang up on me? You need an assistant. See if you can get an assistant. Exactly. So if, if you were happy at the company, I would tell you, like, yeah. talk to them. See if they can, like, somebody else, like, hates to travel, hates to go out and meet with people they don't mind being on the phone and email and y'all can kind of like tag team or you get an assistant or something mm-hmm. like that. But if you're not happy at the company, I feel like that's not going to make it a lot better for you. Yeah. I mean, what I'm right. hearing is it's, you need to be actively looking for what these guys are talking about, like more pure sales stuff. Use the, use the engineering thing just as like a door opener, but not. Well, what's, here's what you She's have. She's going to be on the phone. Here's what, here's what Meg has. Let me tell you what Meg has that, that is going to give her a tremendous advantage. She has not one but two degrees. I'm assuming you're fluent in Spanish. Not anymore, but it wouldn't take much to, to get back there, I don't think. Okay, so that's, that's a really nice to have. Uh, but the one thing that you have is you have a very, I mean, my cousin is an engineer. My uncle is an engineer. That engineering degree, even if you're not necessarily using the background in engineering your technical knowledge and the way that the skills that you've learned to get through a degree in engineering is going to give you such a huge advantage over other people who may be trying to sell things but don't come in with that knowledge who just have an interest in whatever technology area that that you're in the fact is you're going to be able to walk in the door and be like yeah i have a degree in engineering like and i like sell, selling stuff and i'm a personable person and and i get along with people and I know how to sell. That's huge. Yeah. Shlok, that's huge. See, I like I like the, the people part, but I don't like the selling part. Like I don't like that I have to sell something. Hmm. So you like I, I like meeting people and talking to them, but I wish I could just hang out, you know? They don't always pay people for that. <laughs> no, yeah. no, I if you're an event planner. <laughs> if if I knew Spanish and had an engineering background, I think I'd move to Mexico and go work on an archaeological site. That would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> so I I, I don't know. I don't sales, know what to do with this one. Alex. But I've done. I've done client services. I've done like project management for clients. Oh, that's emailing though. There's oh, there's tons of phone and email, but a lot of going out and meeting people and training them and stuff like that. And I mean, that was hard. I think what Anthony already said about client services is all true. But <laughs> I mean, you also have the option of international development stuff, which is very international business. All right, <laughs> hang, hang on, Meg. Hang on, Meg. Have you ever done anything, and, and, and I know that people are going to roll their eyes when they hear, 
Have you ever considered doing things more like in PR or marketing or event planning or that type of thing, especially for technical type companies uh, where you could go in and you could understand their product, you could understand the technology behind it, and then you could work with them to, to do things like event planning and PR and marketing and maybe even as opposed to direct sales, you could move into more of the marketing side where you're still dealing with different people you're still getting, but you're getting to like make these huge events and things like that. Have you ever thought about something like that? No, Dan, but I think you're definitely onto something. And you could even, uh, you could, you could start by, you know, like starting working with technology companies and helping them plan different things that they want to do, help them find other ways to market their stuff. You're still going to, you're still going to be at a desk some of the time, Meg, you're just not going to get away from that ever, like ever. You're never going to yeah. have a hundred percent like walking around. Tra- Why is that so bad? What? Okay. Wait a minute. Hang on a second. <laughs> Describe your desk situation to me. Describe it in detail. Where, where are you right you now? My, well, right now I'm in my lab. In your lab. But in my, I have a little lab here. What's in the lab? Um, I do product testing here. What? Oh, and I, you can't I, say I what kind of product. I work with my equipment to do testing. Do, do you deal with acid or any dangerous substances? No, it's not like it's not like a lab. It's like an office, but it just isn't a windows. Are you wearing like a white lab coat? No, I'm wearing just my regular work clothes. Okay, I just want to understand yeah, if I'm I in should... the dark. You're in the dark. <laughs> Are you hiding? <laughs> She's hiding. <laughs> that was really deep. Okay, so. <laughs> I'm just trying to imagine this. Is, is, is there like a red light on or something? Is it like you're developing? No, but this isn't, this isn't like my desk. My desk is like in another room and it's in a desk. It's in a room and there's three of us in there that all have desks. She's hiding. So you went into this room so that you could make this call? Oh, yeah. Okay. This is totally illicit activity happening. Okay. So normally, though, when you're at your desk, it's like you're in a room with like three other people and there's like a fluorescent light and... And, and there, it's like mm-hmm. a, what if you had, what if it was yeah. a cool environment and you like the people that you're working with and you all got to work on the same kind of projects and you were involved in like the marketing stuff and maybe doing some calls and like, oh, let's go check out this cool space for this event, for this company we're doing. Yeah, see, that sounds way better. Do you have money in the bank that you could, you could fall back on if you wanted to try starting like your, have you ever thought about starting your own thing, doing this for other people? No, like I've never thought of that, but I know, like I would love to work for myself. That would be um, ideal. Now you seem really driven, I think. And what I'm worried about for you is that this job seems stable, like you're getting a check and it's, it's not killing you to go do it and that you're going to stick around and do that for a long time and still be unhappy. Because of, of yeah, those like benefits. That, though. I can't Good. sit and be unhappy. Like, that's just not my personality. So something's going to happen you're in your, soon. You're in your mid to late 20s, right? Correct. Okay. So you've got, I think, an opportunity where you can make... Um, you, do you have kids? No. Okay. So I have no financial responsibilities whatsoever, and I do have money in the bank. Do this whatever. Is good. This is this is the time to do whatever it. Whatever you want to do. <laughs> like this is come on. That's, just, that's exactly the same situation I was in. Yeah. 
You don't, when you're, I quit you've to got start no, this thing. You've got nothing that's holding you back. You're in Austin. Like, this is the music capital of the world. There's so much great technology here. Uh, there's, I mean, everything is here. We need, look, we need to get her in here. Let's get her in next Let's week. get her in here. Do you ever get out for a lunch or you're you tied down? Well, she's traveling. They don't know what she's doing. We'll meet her for lunch. We're going to turn this person around. See, this is what we do. We're, it's Alex, we're about help. Look, you can't. Alex is here from Houston. She drove up to Houston. You're just down the street. Are you in North Austin yeah, or South Austin? Central. Central. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to we're going to make something happen for you. I can okay, see we're, you. Be, this is the right town to do this business. Mm-hmm. I know so many mm-hmm. tech companies that want to do events and things like that. They don't know how to do it. They just want to write their code. They don't know how to publicize their stuff. Do you, do you use Twitter and Facebook? Um, I could. I mean, are you competent <laughs> in that? Or you, you have to be tech. You have to be computer savvy and technical, right? Uh, you have to be computer savvy to use Facebook, not in my experience. <laughs> you just have to know how to press a like. <laughs> but I'm saying, I mean, like your your computer, your computer savvy. Like you can you can do you can work the computer. You are under I'm sure. Yeah, she's, she's mid twenties. Right. All right, all right. Listen, get in touch with Shlok. But you're, okay. you're walking around, you have that engineering degree, that is solid gold for you. That is going to give you such a huge advantage in all of this stuff. You walk in somewhere and you're like polished and poised and you can talk to people and, oh, by the way, yeah, I've got an engineering degree and I'm bilingual. Like, yeah. You can just create work for yourself. In Texas, yeah. come on. All right, listen, Schluck, do you know how to get in touch with Meg? I think so. All right. Get in touch with him and we'll set something up. I'm going to let you go. But we're gonna we're gonna okay, straighten great, you all out. Man. Yeah, this is what happens. All right, thank you, Meg. Don't pull my life together. All I'll right, you soon. we'll fix you up. You know, I'm not worried. I'm not worried about about Meg. I'm not worried about her. She's gonna be just fine. She's Plus, in, she's here. Or not we could have right. her help with our planning stuff. Right. I mean, she just needs that motivation. Right. When you're trapped like that, it's just like, oh my god, I don't know what to do with my life. But once you see the opportunities, it's like, mm-hmm. oh wow. <laughs> what am I doing? Let's yeah. go do stuff. Yeah. There's so much <laughs> exactly. here and she's in the right place. Yeah. She's got nothing holding her back. No kids, money in the bank. I'd be traveling. <laughs> <laughs> you got this like wistful yeah, distance. Like he's got a far away look in his eye. Well, you know, it's usually what you usually have time or you have money or you, you have, you yeah. know, it's, when you have those, when those two things well, come together, you got to travel. All right, so listen, if we've got a line open, if you want to call in 512-518-5714, a number to dial. We've got a lot to do on the show uh, today. I know, Anthony, I'm starting to get worried about you because we're getting close to your hard stop. Oh, that's okay. I'll just step out when I... Yeah, but I, I want to make sure you, you know, you get to talk. All right. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> I want to talk about Shutterstock.com where you'll find <laughs> over 20 million stock photos, vectors, illustrations, and video clips. This is the thing. They have an iPad app. You can go to the website. You curate these little light boxes. You can search by color now. They have this spectrum search. You want something blue? You just pick, slide the slider over to blue. It'll start showing you blue stuff. You want to narrow that down? Type in ocean. Now you're going to get pictures of blue ocean. Oh, you didn't want a blue ocean? You want a green ocean? You start sliding again. Now you're going to get some algae ocean. Awesome. I'll check it's it a, out. It's a, check it out, man. <laughs> I mean, go there right now. I'm on it. They don't nickel and dime me for the high-resolution version of the images. So one price gets you everything. They've got 24-hour support during the week. You get a dedicated account rep. Meg could go work at, uh, at Shutterstock. She could. Be a dedicated account rep. You can, you can start out with a free... It costs nothing to start browsing around and using this service. 
no credit card even. When you find something you want to purchase, use the offer code Dan sent me two, number two. And you're going to get 30% off any package. That's a really good deal. Shutterstock.com. Go check them out. I don't know. You know, it's interesting because this is something I see a lot when I talk to people. They know they're not happy. They know they're not happy. But they don't know exactly why and they don't know exactly what to do. She obviously needs to go, though. Uh-huh. She's got to get out of there. She's not happy. She's spinning her wheels. She's spinning her wheels. What did you tell her, Schluck, when you met her in person, other than call the show? No, I told her to move to anywhere that speaks Spanish and be an engineer, like, immediately. But she doesn't want to be an engineer. Yeah, I know. I didn't dive in. in she hates the, engineering, and she hates engineers. <laughs> she hates them. I don't blame her. They're the worst. All right. there's Man, there's so much email in here. Alex, mm-hmm. there's so much email in here from people. And we get pe- we get callers just sitting here. I got we're gonna take another call. Okay. Now let's see who's been on. Oh man, these people have been on hold an hour. Oh, this guy is moving from Florida to Texas. I gotta get Yay. him. Got And his name is Dan. Dan. Is it you? Is it? <laughs> is this me? No. Dan. Huh? Yeah, Dan. Talk to me. Hey, it's Ian. Ian. Ian or Dan? How, how's my foot what? Ian. All right. Ian. Okay, they have you down as Dan, which I like better. You're in South <laughs> Florida, but you're moving to Texas. Well, actually, that's what my whole thing is about. I don't know when. Oh, you're so it's not it's not on the books yet. You're just trying. It's it's going to happen, but I don't know if I want to do it now or if I want to do it later. You want some background? Please. Okay, I'm just going to sum up the email I sent. I'm a full-time student right now studying computer science, okay. and I'm second-year university. And I don't really know what I want to do yet, but I kind of sort of want to explore something technology. I'd love to work for like a, a startup or a small company and try an internship. I haven't applied for anything yet. How old are you? And I really don't want... 19. Okay. And you're in college? I really don't want to stay... So, yeah. Okay, finish college. <laughs> When do you graduate? Finish college. Are you like about to graduate? No. You're too young. 19. He's just starting. He's maybe start of his second year. Yeah. Finish college. Then move to Texas. Yeah. Then move to Austin. What's the, that's your plan. You're done. Okay. The thing, <laughs> the thing I was going to ask is my family wants me to Texas. That's the thing. And they're waiting on me to decide where to move now or later. Oh, okay. And you could move. Okay. Where, what, what school are you in in South Florida? Um, FIU. FIU. Well, I can tell you that there are so many companies in Austin, especially right now is a time to be in Austin. You're, and, uh, you're telling him to drop out of school. No, he's not no. dropping out of school. And, <laughs> I mean, if you, can you, tra- can you transfer to UT or any of the other local yeah, schools? I, I don't know. I, I don't know how they are with accepting. That's one of my biggest plans. I'd love to go there. I know that they have a really good program. But the whole stress is then I have to rely on whether or not they're going to accept me or not. Yeah, well, you you and need to to apply and you need to see what's going to happen with like transferring your credits and all that because you don't want to get behind. FIU, they is don't a, accept your... FIU is down in Miami, right? Yeah. And uh, it's a commuter school, if I remember right. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So you live with your parents. Yes. Nothing wrong with that. And they're ready to move, and they're saying, well, we're not going to move if you're in school. Do you want to move with us? Where, mm-hmm. what, what part of Texas are they going to move to? Do you know? Um, they, they really like Houston. I mean, I'm, I'm not so into that. You'll, Sorry, yeah. I can I can teach you to love it. <laughs> <laughs> so they want to. They want to teach you to be blind and deaf. They want to move to Houston. You would also probably have to not be able to smell. Yeah. You can get a <laughs> you can get dollar beers in Houston. All right, you can, <laughs> I can show you how to get fifty off. cent beers. We're not going to start in Austin, Houston. More today, <laughs> but they want to move to Houston. What schools are there in Houston that you're considering? Isn't FIU really easy that, to get that, into? Oh, it is. It is, and it was kind of a budget decision at the time. For but sure. No, and now, have now, you have now, you do you have good one. do you have your second year? Do you have straight A's? Yeah. What's your GPA? Um, three point four five. Okay. That's so, pretty good. That's I better mean, than you, mine. You could transfer to University of Houston, I think, probably pretty easily. Yeah, that's 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 not a problem at all. That's also a commuter school, and so the price point is probably going to be roughly the same. And um, if you're in state, yeah. yeah, yeah, and I mean, FI, no offense, but FIU is not enough of a school to keep your family if they have a better yeah. opportunity than right. here or anything like that. If it's there's the, any upside, it's then go for it. It's not like you know. It's not okay. like you're you're going to you know um uh. A major major school like UM or something, where like if you're at UM, you're, you just stay at UM and finish it. I don't think it'll make any difference for your future or for your quality of education going from FIU to, you know, somewhere in Houston or, or somewhere in Austin. Uh, here's what you got to do. This is simple. What was the school you sent you sent him to? University of Houston is a- okay. University yeah. of Houston. Mm-hmm. Call University of Houston. Tell them you would like to transfer and find out, like Alex said, what what credits will transfer and which credits won't. Find out how much it's going to cost for tuition. You're not going to be considered a, state, a, a Texas state resident for a period of time. So you're going to have to pay out-of-state tuition for a while, which is, is going to be a different tuition amount. And then when the semester ends, your parents and you move up there and you start going to school there. And then stay in school and finish it. And get your degree, and then you'll be in Houston. And if you want to live in Houston, Alex will show you around. If you want to move to Austin, Anthony will show you around. <laughs> Done. Just don't quit school. And I hey. say don't don't make your parents wait. Move, but you get a timer. Don't leave mid semester. Mid semester, you're screwing yourself. Don't. Yeah. Do I mean, you probably haven't since you're in your second year. You probably haven't taken a lot of upper level classes. Probably most of what you've taken will transfer. General ed stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, one no to problem. One to one. It's actually you'll, probably a better time to move. It's a, yeah. 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 Yeah, you're right. So, you know, you'll get to Houston. The computer science department there is good. I know several people who have graduated from it. Um, there's a, and there's a strong tech community if you want to come to Rails meetups or Python meetups or whatever. We got all that. Um, and don't, you, you can get your foot in the door at some places there. Yeah. I mean, Houston has, you know, a, the, the oil and gas industry is there and that's going to be an advantage. Um, but also don't limit yourself to Houston. Austin is three hours mm-hmm. away. The cost of living isn't high for a student. And uh, ACC it could make a good sense. school, right? ACC is a good way to get into UT, too, actually. Yeah. So if you want to spend a year there and then get a UT degree, which is significantly better, um, that's also an option. So, I mean, all you have in Texas, dude, is, is upside. So yeah, yeah, seriously, Florida is not where you want to well, be. Well, he's going to miss the mojitos. So. 
There, that is. How did you were to get a mojito? Yeah, <laughs> got you covered. Yeah, Dude. Alex is going to take care. He's of not you. even twenty one. Listen, yeah, he can't drink anyway. Listen, I'm going to let you go, but uh, this is what you're going to okay. do. It's it's easy, simple. Tell your parents I told them this, and if they have a problem, they can call me next week. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Okay, thanks. All right. Good Bye. luck. Good luck to you. Thought his name was Dan. That's the only reason I took his call. <laughs> but he's fine. I mean, just go. It seems simple, right? He's mm-hmm. got a plan now. It's scary, dude. I mean, yeah, I mean, but, he, not scary. but he didn't say. It's not scary. Here are all these things here that I'm going to miss out on. No, he, he didn't care. make. A, he didn't That's make a case for staying nothing, there, so you might as well go. There's nothing there. I think his thing is to is trying to figure out not where you know how to quit or but where to start. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, now yeah. he's got a plan. Yeah. He'll be in a better place to start. Here, I think. Now he's got a plan. Oh, it's, this is the right place to be. Okay, here's this guy, Aaron. In Fort Worth. Man. We're just getting closer and closer to home, Aaron. How you doing? Good. You're in Fort Worth? Yeah, yeah. Although I come to Austin time to time. Actually, I wanted to mention, do you remember the dribble meetup a couple weeks ago? Sure. Yeah. Um, as you were walking in, I came running up to you and I told you I loved you. <laughs> yeah, but I remember that. What I... <laughs> Sorry, that was, I'm sure that was kind of awkward. What I meant was I love what you do. Mm-hmm. I lo- no, that, I, I figured I that's what you meant. So. <laughs> You've been okay, thinking okay. about that for Anyways, three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if... The, I was, okay, go ahead. No, uh, I, do, anyway, I do remember um, you. Did you. Were you wearing glasses? No. Okay. Because I guess I was, a few people know. told me that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Were you... Yeah, were you tall? Are you tall? Everyone's taller than me, but were you tall? Uh, I'm not. I'm uh, like six foot. Yeah. Okay. Kind of a beard, I'm, maybe. I remember you then. The yeah, beard, maybe. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so, okay. So you're in Fort Worth now. What were you doing here in Austin just to hang out at Dribble? Why did you leave so quickly? Uh, I can explain this. This is actually all kind of your fault. Okay. Um, <laughs> That's typical. About, about 2011, I started listening to um, you and Merlin uh, on Back to Work. And it was at a point in my life where I was working a, a job at a factory doing auto parts manufacturing. I really hated it. Um, but I was making pretty good money. But, you know, it was soul-sucking. Um, not corporate stooge, just not very fun. Uh, and I was listening to you guys and I was like, man, I got to find, I got like, I got to transition. I got to, I got to quit. It was crazy two years ago. But, um, so I started learning audio editing, um, cause I'm a musician. I play drums nice. for a, a singer songwriter up here in Fort Worth. And that's what I was doing in Austin. But so I was studying all this stuff and eventually got to the point to where I was, I was playing enough shows and I was, I started teaching myself web design too. Um, because I figured, hey, I can do this stuff from a laptop, and then when I go on tours, I can make money um, and not be broke or have to live with my parents the rest of my life. So it all started coming together. I started picking up freelance clients, um, and I loved all the podcasts you guys are doing. And so I was like, oh, I want to get into podcasting now, too. So I was down in Austin with, uh, with my band um, for a short, uh, some, some shows. And I'd met up with uh, with Dave Rupert of um, uh, he does the Shop Talk show, mm-hmm. and I'd actually started doing some audio editing for them because I reached out to them. I said, "Hey, you guys, you know, you're, you're having some sound issues. Um, can I help you out with this?" And they said, "Yeah." So I was down there. I was like, "Hey, do you want to grab a coffee?" And uh, and he goes, "Well, we're going to a dribble meetup. I think Dan Benjamin's going to be there. You like that guy, right?" And I just freaked out. I was like, "Oh yeah!" <laughs> I was so excited. Um, but then my band was outside whenever you arrived. I was running out to meet them because they were parked in the street. Okay. So 
So that's my story, and and I'm doing that now, and it's been pretty great. So what you're doing? Uh, you're, you're doing audio editing full time now? No, no, and that's that's the thing. I I I got interested. I saw your job posting. I think last year. Yeah. Um. I I saw it, and and obviously I'm in Fort Worth, and you asked for someone in Austin, and I was like, I could so do this. Like I want to do this for Dan Benjamin. Um. But I, I don't live in Austin, so but I started learning. I learned uh, I'm good with Logic Pro now, and uh, and just learning a little things. But I'd like to do it more. Um, and so maybe that's not a question. I'm doing I'm doing the things, you know, reaching out to people. Uh, I don't know. The the Fort Worth isn't really the mecca for like music and audio engineering and stuff, is it? Well, no. I mean, Unlike the kind of music mm, I play, somewhere that's about two hours and twenty minutes I south on I thirty five. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, where there's there's a place like that. Yeah, there is actually. I mean, what what what's keeping? Uh, hold on, because Anthony looks like he's got to go. Do you have to go? Yeah. Oh, bummer, yeah. man. I'm gonna sit around and sit in for a few more minutes, and I'm all. Uh, all right. I'll, when you go, you just and, and listen before you go, because I know you're gonna go, and it'll be very quiet and mysterious when you leave. So Anthony Armadares, the place to go for him now, now, funsize.co. That's right. That's where people can go to find out your, uh, your about your new company. And I, I happen to know you're going to be working out of a pretty cool office pretty soon. That's what I hear. Yeah. I hear there's going to be some really cool people in there. That's what I'm, well, <laughs> besides, you mean you. Well. You and your wife. And you. Yeah. We'll be in there also. <laughs> We're going to be office mates. So listen, everybody go check him out. Uh, Mantuan on Twitter. Mantuan on Twitter. M-A-N. T W A N. A-N. Yeah. So that's him. So what, if you don't hear his voice again, it means he's left us. But thanks for being here. Okay, listen, Aaron. Mm-hmm. What's keeping you in Fort Worth? You don't have a job. You're on, um, are you on, are you employed, sir? I do a lot of freelance work. I I, I kind of work for some a couple of companies doing like IT, some web design stuff, a little bit of graphic design, just. You know, the guy that helps out with the website and the stuff that the business guys don't know how to do. And then I do editing for a couple of podcasts. So I make I make enough money to pay bills where I am right now, but I'm not making enough to put some away to move down there. You got and, some, and, you have roommates now? You have roommates you live in with your band? Yeah, no, I live, uh, I live, I'm supposed to have a roommate, but uh, he hasn't moved in yet, but he's, I still don't have to pay the full rent. So I'm, I'm living cheap, basically. Yeah. I don't have... I don't have any bills, really. Just uh, a couple hundred bucks for rent, and and um, and that's really it. You know, internet. Yeah. So. Well, you have kind of a nice so deal. Um, yeah. What? So, what's the question? Um. Well, there's not as much of a question. I've got a plan. I, I guess I I really just wanted to thank you because before before I started listening to you and Merlin, I was. I was very unhappy. I had really had no idea what to do. And, and through your advice and stuff, I've learned, you know, to make a plan to have a, have a support system. I reached out to my family. I said, Hey, this is what I want to do. And they were supportive. Well, congr- uh, I, I mean, it sounds reducing it, the bills I had. Yeah. So here's my advice for you. But, uh, here's my advice. Congratulations yeah. for making a change and getting out of a, a job that you were unhappy in and, and finding the ability to make some money doing something that you like. Here's what it sounds like to me is that it sounds like you're doing too many different things. And I understand that you're doing them probably to pay the bills. Sounds like you're doing some web design, you're doing some editing, you're doing a thing here, you're playing in a band. Mm -hmm. 
the best thing that you can do, and I'm not saying stop doing the other things. I'm saying phase out the other things. Phase out okay. the things that are not, figure out of those things that you're doing, what, what do you most want to be doing? Phase the other things out by replacing them, by replacing them with things that you enjoy doing more. So if you want to be doing the audio editing, for example, mm-hmm. do more of that and do less of the web design. That doesn't mean stop okay. doing it entirely, but I'm saying find the thing that you like to do the most. Because when if I was thinking about hiring you and I mm-hmm. said, well, what, what do you do? Oh, I do web design. I do something. I play in a band. I, I've got to, I'm going to say, well, this guy sounds kind of like maybe there isn't that much focus. You know, mm-hmm. if you were to say to me, I love I'm making this up. I love audio engineering. That's what I want to do. That's what I'm trying to build a business. Unfortunately, I'm still building up my client roster. So in the meantime, I'm, I'm supplementing my income by doing some freelance web design. Like that, if your focus is, and this is something that I remember when, when I, um, I've told this story before, Aaron, where I had started, I, I was starting up my own business doing software development for another, uh, another comp- for other companies. I was doing web development. I was doing content management systems and publishing tools. And I'd started up this business after I'd left the company. This is that one uh, where the guy was going to fire me and I quit. You can't fire me. I quit. And I already had the letter written out and I screwed myself out of like severance and benefits and stuff. Yeah. God, that guy was probably laughing at me the whole rest of the day when I walked (laughs) out of there. Idiot I was. And that time period when I started my own thing and I said, I, I, at the same time that I was trying to start this business and get contracts and get work, I was also sitting there uh, looking at monster.com every day for jobs. I was trying to find a job every single day, looking for a job every day, applying to jobs every day. And my wife said, what are you doing? I said, well, maybe it'll be a good job. She says, well, either you're looking for a job or you're starting your own company, but you won't be successful at either one of these things unless you like pick one and do that. Find a job, fine. Start your company, fine. But you can't be applying for jobs and also building a business. And she was so right. It was the be- one of the best you know, bits of advice she's ever given me. And it was pure genius. And, you know, th- that focus on one specific thing, one specific path, you have to try it. Let it fail. You know, let it fail. If it doesn't work, if you can't get clients for whatever specific area you decide you want to be in and, and you try it for three months, give yourself a time frame, three months or until you run out of money or wherever you're going to be. But focus on that thing and build a business out of it. Don't just be a guy who edits stuff. Don't just be a guy who's like an audio engineer. You know, be like Aaron, the audio engineer or Aaron's audio engineering. Make a Make a website. Uh, you know, get, get your work known out there, build, build a business around that. Even if it's just sole proprietorship, right? Shlok, am I crazy? No, dude. I mean, that's absolutely right. Like, I mean, there's so many niches in what you have a skill set in. If you just started doing Kickstarter videos, right? I mean, that would be just, just not doing the video piece, obviously, but doing the audio editing for those videos. That's a whole niche. I mean, there's thousands of those going up every month that could, you could be charging 50, a hundred bucks each and do like a package deal with a videographer. I mean, there's so many things you could do. When we say, I think, like, go do this, we don't mean go edit audio for eight hours a day. We mean do the business that involves marketing and selling and all this stuff so that you cannot edit the audio. Cool. 
All or, right, so, or, uh, or I just wait until uh, you're hiring and then come down there and uh, get a job with you. Well, I am hiring. I'm always hiring for something. Maybe I'm going to hire Meg. For something. I'm going to hire Meg now. So yeah. if, you'd, if you'd called before her in the queue, maybe I'd be hiring you right now. Uh, I think I, I might have called before her. <laughs> no, she was first. She was first. Uh, oh, man. Okay. Well, anyways, thank you. And that, and that is good advice. And I, but listen, I, I do, I do need, I always need, I always need people to help with the audio stuff. I always need that. So cool. you never know, but you're not here. You gotta, you gotta come in. She's here. She's here uh, in Austin. Yeah, come. Maybe she could I'm edit on it. the files slow. Maybe she could be the audio engineer. <laughs> Maybe she, could, she can learn. <laughs> All right. Listen, Aaron, Aaron, focus, focus, focus. Thank you. All right. Thanks for, uh, thanks okay. for coming out and calling up. All right. I love what you do. Thank you. Good luck. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you. I like him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool cat. I remember him, actually. <laughs> he didn't have glasses on? No, he, that's how I remember him. He did not have glasses. Kind of a beard. There's not a lot of respect for FIU in Florida. Okay. Just as an FYI. <laughs> My last sponsor today is Squarespace.com. Everything you need to make an amazing website. They just came out. Now, first of all, they, you, you want to make a blog, you want to make a website, you want to do portfolio, whatever it is, you want to do image gallery, videos, they can do all of this. It integrates with Twitter, it integrates with Facebook, it integrates with everything. They have responsive designs. You don't need to know anything about design. You just drag and drop and build a site by dragging and dropping. It's true. They've got an iOS and Android app out and Shlok loves Android. You can import the content from your... Don't look at me like that. <laughs> one day you'll get an iPhone. Then I'll know. Then I'll know. I, I have one in my hand. Whatever. No, he does, actually. <laughs> you can import the content from your current blog, but here's what they're doing that's amazing. They just came out with this. is the best thing ever. Commerce. Commerce. You can buy... I'm sorry, you can sell... Stuff right on the Squarespace uh, blog that you have right there. The thing you've already set up. You just go in and you click a little page and you make a new page. And instead of being like an about page, instead of being a blog, it's a store. They partnered with Stripe to make this possible. It's like the most amazing thing in the world. You can sell stuff. They can they print your packing slips. You name it. You there. This is now like the best and easiest way to sell stuff, and it integrates right with the Squarespace blog that you already have or the Squarespace site you already have. It's amazing, and this is huge. One place for everything. So here's what you do. You go to squarespace.com/five-by-five. That's your free trial. Try it out. You can open just open a store if you want, or you can make a, an entire website with a store as a piece of it. And we now have a special code that you can use for this stooge two stooge two and that's going to get you 10 percent off anything you sign up for over there at squarespace.com slash five by five thank you very much to them for making this show possible shlok you look tired um i have a food coma really from the lunch mm-hmm. delicious tacos we had uh, tacos at taco deli we wanted to take alex somewhere that she hadn't been and she lives in houston which is not that far so no. I said, well, we can't go to Elevation Burger because she's got that. Mm-hmm. Plus she's vegan. So she's not, you know, the only thing she could get there would be that vegan burger. So let's take her somewhere that's like more like 
Austin. What do you think of when you think of Austin? Barbecue. Well, tacos. Second would be tacos. tacos. Where's it okay? Did you enjoy the lunch? It was really good. Yeah. What did you get again? I got the freaking vegan <laughs> was one of them. It was like black bean and avocado and pico. And then there was another one that was like sweet potato. I probably like that one better. Okay. You recommend that? Yeah, for sure. Do you have any thoughts? Like one person in the chat room says, yay vegan. Everyone else probably hates me now. No, I mean, Thanks, that's why Dan. I didn't want to announce you as a vegan at the beginning because we have a lot of meat lovers on this show. I know. Okay, wow, this person's been on hold since the be- before, like an hour before the show. Get him on here. Phil in Minnesota. Hi. Hi, Phil. Thanks for calling. Yeah. So I'm, uh, I was hesitant to call in because I'm, I'm happy at my job. And I don't really feel like I I need to leave or I want to leave. Well, good. But I've been getting in. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it's it's great. I, I get a lot of variety in what I do when I get to uh, work in education. So I'm I'm not a, a teacher, but I'm, I'm helping the college kids work on like media creation and video production. Cool. Mm-hmm. And but I've been getting into things like podcasting myself and a little bit of writing through uh, Kindle publishing and stuff. But especially with the well, the podcasting, I'm doing anywhere between two and four podcasts a week, kind of on my own uh, with different friends and people. And I'm just wondering how I can continue to keep that, uh, continue increasing the quality of that, but still maintain it as a hobby because I don't ever foresee that being something that would become more than a hobby. Why? Oh, I think it's I think it's daunting just to see how many podcasts are out there and realize that like like there's 250 thousand podcasts in iTunes. How am I gonna stand out by making a really good podcast that people want to listen to? That's how. But like, by making the most of, awesome podcast it, ever. Oh, that's that's the goal. But I mean. It's hard to top you. <laughs> well, I mean, that's really nice, but uh, you're probably not talking. Well, first of all, you can't think like that. You, you can't say yeah. oh, I I have to top company X or top or or show X in order to be successful. You and I can both be very successful at this, and you can you don't have to worry about topping me or topping somebody else who's doing this. I know exactly what you mean, but that can't be the thing that stops you from pursuing something or from believing in yourself or from feeling like you could do something that's totally amazing. What, what, mm-hmm. to, what, what's your topic? What do you, what do you want to talk about? Well, the, I think the best one that I have is uh, called the creative circle podcast. And a, a student and I started it basically as a way for him to meet creative people in the production industry and kind of pick their brain as to how to be creative and be better at uh, the different aspects of production. And that sounds like a really cool show. I mean, why, why can't you do that? Why can't you make the, that the best show on that and, and see what happens to it? You don't have to worry well, about what I, I'm doing over here. You do your own thing, do your own thing and make it great. Yeah. People will come and listen. I'm going to come and listen. They'll, they'll, you know, people will love what you're doing. 
You can't let whether I'm successful or not determine whether you're successful or not. I don't own this. But are there other other ways that I can help promote something like this or, uh, you know, not really advertise, but like any ways like get the word out that are to help make this something that I feel is, is more successful or do I just need to continue to work on content? I mean, content's the, that's the thing, man. If you, if you do something that's great, if you're making something that's great, people will absolutely take notice of that and they will absolutely pay attention to it. But you have to be able to persevere. You have to be able to have four o'clock in the morning courage, right? You have to be able to wake up and do this thing every single day or once a week or whenever it is that you do it and be meticulous about it and care about it and make it awesome. And if you do that and the, and the content is good, not just content you think is good, but that people actually listen to it and think it's great, then you can do anything you want. You just have to put it out there. Just, you just have to do it. You just have to make it great. You just have to be consistent about it and deliver it every single week. You commit to a weekly schedule, deliver it every single week. Deliver that. You know? Okay. Do it yeah. every single week and the people will come. How do you promote it? Well, I have no idea how you would promote that show. I have no idea how you would promote it. I mean, one simple way, right? Like Twitter? <laughs> just just a random tweet yeah. in the wild. Um, I mean, get people on there who have audiences, right? What you have is is an opportunity for them to get in front of a new audience, and it, but it works both ways. And that's something that's okay. pretty, I mean, easy to do given what you're doing. But Dan's totally right. I mean, just create something great. And there are people out there actively hunting for great new stuff. People like being information hipsters. I mean, they like being ahead of the curve. So you're you're there. So just keep doing it great and do it consistently. And I mean, like you said, dude, you're you're okay with it being a hobby. So treat it like that, but treat it like a serious hobby that you do every week at a certain time. Yeah, I mean, just because it's a hobby doesn't mean it's any less good than something somebody can do who's doing it for professional work. And in fact, I, I would say that hobbyists in many cases are, are maybe doing even better stuff than the people who do it for a living because they're doing it purely for the enjoyment, yeah, purely for the enjoyment as opposed to getting paid for it. And maybe you can get paid for it. What's your goal? Do you want to get paid for it? Or do you just, do you just want to do something and have lots of people listen? I don't know. I guess maybe I have to Figure that out. Yeah, figure that out. Because if, if you're really doing this just just for fun, then don't worry about promoting it. Do it for fun. And if you have 100 listeners who really love what you're doing, then you get 100 really happy people. And that, that should be enough. If you're thinking you want to like do it full time or make a career out of it or pay, you know, do your car payment or pay your mortgage, then yeah, get serious about it. But the way that you get serious about something like this is by doing consistently amazing content. And telling people about it and telling people on the show, saying what I tell people here, the best way you can, you know, if this show is interesting to you and helpful to you and you're thankful for it, I really appreciate that. The best thing you can do is tell somebody about it and get them to listen. Help me double, triple, quadruple the audience because the bigger that this show gets, the more I'll be able to do it and the more sponsors will want to sponsor it. And the same thing, tell your listeners 
If they like it, help spread the word about it. Your listeners are your best advertisers, especially if you don't have any money. There's a word of mouth joke to be had here that I won't make. Do it. I don't know what it is. It's just, it's a word of mouth. Okay. In a word of mouth business. All right. Does that help you at all, Phil? Yeah, I think it does. All right. Thank you. Good luck. Let me know how this goes. You sound down, right. Phil. Don't be down. He's just got to process. He's just got to process. Yeah, go process it, Phil. Think about it. Yeah. Think about we'll, this. We'll do. Thank you, guys. All right. Thank you, guys, for the great, great podcast. Thanks for calling. Yep. You know, he could be painting those little pewter figs instead of doing a show. But he's doing a show. I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. What is a pewter fig? No, nah, some of my audience knows exactly <laughs> what I'm talking okay. about. Oh, you mean a figurine? Like Warhammer? Don't, uh, don't worry about that. Yeah, we're talking about like, Warhammer 3000. Like Kenny? Is this Kenny Blankenship? Yeah. Hey, Kenny, Kenny what's How up? How are you guys doing? How are you? You offered to give me and Hattie a tour of NBC while we were up in New York. Is that true? I did. We, I sent you a message on Twitter. Did I, did I, even, did I summer, see it? I did I see it? You did. You did. You responded and said, oh, we are just about to leave. Oh, okay. And, uh, well, we you know, we got a tour. We got a tour of, uh, we got a tour of Fox. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> well, you were really close then. They're right across the street. Yeah, we were right. I would have rather, I mean, I, I don't want to say rather, but I would have rather, I think what, what, what we wound up doing, I would have rather been taking a tour of NBC studios, not, not rather than Fox. Cause I'm friends with Clayton Morris and Fox is pretty cool. But I would, what I, if I remember right, what, what we had committed to doing, it wasn't as fun as an, a tour of NBC studios. Yeah. We had mentioned next time, you know, you guys want to come up absolutely, even though I don't work there anymore. You can still get you know, me I in? I can absolutely still make it, I can still make it happen. Were you part absolutely. of the page program? <laughs> no. <laughs> what do you do? What I do you do? Not, in, what do you do at NBC? Uh, what I did, I do. Um, I used to, I used to. Well, the product manager is working on on-air graphic systems. Oh, that's cool. Very cool. Yeah, for all the big shows and then also the small news stations spread around the whole country, actually. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And you're in New Jersey now. Yep. I'm I've always been so in New sorry. Jersey. I worked in the city. I still work in the city. I'm so, so sorry. <laughs> oh, it's not so bad. Well, from people who are in Philly, we we don't like Jersey very much. I don't know why. People in New York, people in New York and Philly don't really like Jersey. Much, I don't know why. It was just people. I was just raised that way, and I've never really questioned it. So, the what's going on? What, 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 what do you want to know? You want to learn the sales side of the business? So, well, yeah, I went from one corporate stooge job to another. Okay, and I'm curious if you guys think I made the right move. All right, let me hear it. So. At, you know, at my previous job, which is now out of the bag, I guess, uh, I did like it a lot there. It was really good. I had one of the best bosses I've ever worked for. Good um, And he's actually, he still is my mentor now. It's really good. It was real flexible, you know, but I was on call 24-7, 365, unless mm. I was out of the country. Mm-hmm. So that was tough. Um, and then also... My wife and I are having a child soon, so she's going to stop working, so she'll lose her income. And so I've always kind of wanted to do something on the side for, 
you know, for years and years, but I was always too busy and was just, you know, working in television is pretty tough. So mm-hmm. a friend of mine who, uh, you know, had kind of, who works, he's been working in, as a sales engineer for a real long time, kind of always said, oh, hey, this might be something you'd be interested in. I think you'd be good at it. And I kind of didn't, I thought it was, I thought sales were kind of slimy, you know, IT sales. They have that kind of, you know, that stigma attached to them. And, okay. But I, I did a little research finally, you know, and saw that, you know, it can make some decent money. And there actually was some, some really cool places you could go with it. And then also when thinking about moving, to do something on the side, I figured the sales experience, you know, learning that side of business in general would be a good experience for me to have. All right. So you have a full-time job right now. Yes. And I worked as, and I, so I, so I quit my job and I got another job. He referred me and now I'm working full-time as a sales engineer. Okay. Well, it sounds like you are, uh, learning the sales side of the business then. Yeah. So I, and you're wondering yeah, if you made a mistake by transitioning instead of just quitting and doing and trying to go off on my own right away. I, I'm going to, I mean, Alex, you look like you're ready to say something. So I think you said basically that your goal was you're you're having a kid, your wife has to quit working, and so you needed to make more money, right? Yeah, to, su- yeah. to supplement, that was, that's yeah. Part of it. So I mean, did you achieve that goal by switching jobs? Yeah, yes. Yep. It sounds like you did the right thing for now. I agree. Yeah. You know, I'm not on call anymore. It's so there's less stress attached to it. So I'm hoping that you know I can. Again, I, I believe that I can get into start, you know, have more time and less stress to be able to start working on something on the side. But I also may be fooling myself into thinking that I could never really put myself into it. You know, I'm worried that I might keep saying, oh, yeah, I'll do it next month and next month and not ever do it or something. I mean, here's the thing is you've. I, did you hear Meg on the show earlier? Yeah. Okay, you can tell by listening to Meg on the phone. And Shlok, you can tell me if I'm wrong because you met her in person. Mm. I feel like I could put her in front of somebody and say, sell, sell them on 5x5, five five, get them to, get them, close them. I feel like she could do that. Yep. In English or Spanish. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. She could do that. Yep. You need to have that kind of confidence, Kenny, so that... In order to run your own business, you need to have that kind of confidence so that you feel like you could sit down in front of anybody who's interested in that thing that you have to sell, whatever it is, and be able to close them on a deal. And until you have that absolute confidence that you have that skill set, that that's a skill set that you've mastered, you're better off staying in the job that you're in. Okay, so I could put I could put Alex and I could put Alex in front of anybody, and and say to her, "Sell me on a law farms, sell this person on law farms," and she could do that. And by the end of that conversation, they'd be ready to buy something, or they'd be ready to maybe invest, or they'd be ready to start paying attention to what she's doing. You need to get to that point by developing that skill. And you know what? If you don't make the sale, like that sucks. But it's not your own personal private business. You know what I'm saying? This is, you're working for a company and that company is willing to take their time and invest their time in you to get you to that point. Take your time, man. Learn it. Pay your dues. 
and become the best salesperson that they have. And when you're the best salesperson that they have, then go start your own thing. You know what I'm saying? Well, master that skill because you can master this skill and it's not smarmy at all. If you believe in what you're selling and what you're selling is actually good, then you're helping the people that you're selling it to. It's not a Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross thing where you're selling them crap. If you're selling them something good and you like what you're selling and you're like this, we have a really good product. I'm telling people about it. I'm helping them make a good decision. Then become the expert at that. Yeah, okay, it definitely Kenny. makes sense. I, I got to let you go, Kenny. The, just, okay, all right. Thanks, all right, good guys. luck thanks to so you. Much, man. Let me know when you're. Let me know when you're back in New York. All right, don't hold your breath. Yeah. <laughs> Take care. <laughs> Bye. Thanks. No interest in going back up there. We got one more call to do. Okay. We didn't get to any of your list of stuff, Alex. We touched on some of it. Some of it. Yeah. She came very prepared with the whole list. I've not seen the list. But this is the last call that I'm going to take. Next week, Shlok, I want I want to just do, you know what I'm going to do next week? I may take a call or two. I'm just going to go through all the feedback in the emails because I have a ton of emails. Oh, the feedback show. That's a, that's a good one. Just, just go through the feedback. But I'm going to take this last call. Claire in Massachusetts. Hi. Hi. You've been talking How's to me going, about, the, the, I'm just going fine. You've been talking to me about this PBS uh, or is it TBS or PBS series? Uh, Silicon Valley, uh, the American yeah. Experience on PBS. Yeah, that's right. Tell me it's, about it. Uh, why? Why are you? It. Why are you so intent that my listeners uh, hear about this? Why should they listen? Why should they watch? I think it's uh, sort of good to know the history of how people started doing startups. I mean, at some point, people in the fifties, sixties worked for a company all their lives. They sort of started there and got a pension, and if they had issues, they just kind of worked through them. The story is about this company. I think it was Fairchild Semiconductor, Robert Noyes. Their boss had won a Nobel Prize, and he became kind of a tyrant and hard to work for, and these guys were like, who is this? Yeah. So this is a show, it's, it's, it's a film called Silicon Valley and it is on PBS, but you can watch it for free or it's called, Sil- what is it called? Silicon Valley. Yeah. You can watch it for free on PBS. I put yeah. the link into the show notes. 29 yeah, year old Robert Noyce, a physicist with a brilliant mind and the affability of a born salesman who would co-invent the microchip. This is the original. So this is a real Silicon Valley. All right. Well, I put it. I put it in the show notes, Claire. I'm going to watch yeah, it. I'll watch really, it. Uh, inspiring. It's inspiring. Well, you're inspiring, Claire. Thank you very yeah. much for the call. I really appreciate it. Take care. My pleasure. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. This is this is really cool, and I appreciate her bringing it to uh, to our attention. Alex, let's let's do a couple things on your list before we wrap this thing up. Um. You're very passionate so, okay. about the thing that you do. Every time today, like I would introduce you to somebody, I'd say, Alex, what do you, you want you to tell them what you do? And you, you would go and you would, you have this passion about what you do. I got it. Yeah. Yeah. That's not on your list, I bet, but I want you no, to. No, it's not really on my list. It's number one on my um, list, passion about what you do and loving mm-hmm. it. No, I mean, that's obviously, that's not, it's not a list of qualities you need. <laughs> it's a list of things to talk about. Yeah. That's a different list. Yeah. Um, 
one thing that I feel like, so there are two things that I think we kind of danced around a little bit today that I did have on my list. Okay. And one was about uh, quitting and getting that fear that makes you jump into something new. Mm -hmm. I feel like we talked to some people who I'm not going to tell somebody to quit their job without a plan, but like I want to tell them to quit their job (laughs) without a plan because you don't like, I, as soon as I, I put in my two weeks notice and before I was even out of my job, I had like 10 different things that were coming at me. Like people, just because I was available, I guess Mm -hmm. people knew I was available. And also I was just more open and I didn't really know where my next, paycheck was coming from. <laughs> so I, I was interested in what people had to offer me. Um, I don't know. I think that I think it's important. I hate to tell somebody to quit without a plan. Yeah. You know, but what do you think about that? You know, I think what it comes down to, it's a great question. Having a plan is so important. Even if, even if the plan is, is what might be a good idea and then an infrastructure to fall back on. I never tell people to, to leave what they're doing unless they feel like there's no alternative, you know? I yeah. mean, the show's called Quit, right? Uh, yeah. But I, I don't just arbitrarily, yeah, you quit your job. Like, no, you've got you've to gotta have that plan. Yeah, I mean, I guess I felt like if, I mean, things You got, had a plan. I, I mean, I, I did somewhat. You but also it, it had was, resources was, to fall back on if right, it didn't work out. A, and you could walk back in that place and your boss would be like... Please come back, guys. <laughs> you know he's listening to this right now thinking, man, we lost her. We lost Maybe. her. She'd go, Maybe. I wish you'd come back. Maybe, yeah. I mean, or I could get an, I could get another job. I wasn't worried about being able to get a job if I really needed to get a job, I guess. But I have that, I have that confidence. Yeah. <laughs> do, Con- or, see, do or undo. Back to the confidence thing. <laughs> back to the confidence thing. Back to the passion thing. Yeah. These are the kinds of qualities you need to have. We talked today on... The, uh, the crossover mm-hmm. with Anthony Stoffer and, uh, and Jim Dalrymple about conviction. You know, conviction that something matters. About being excited about the thing that you're interested in, about fear as a motivator. If you have these kinds of things, if you have this and then you, you, you have a plan, even if the plan is, I hate what I'm doing now and I'm totally miserable, but... I have three to six months salary in the bank and my spouse has a job or my parents will be understanding and I can, I can make this kind of change because I'm unhappy or because this is such a great idea and I'm so passionate about it. I know I need to give it a try and I might fail, but I'm going to give it a try. Make a plan. If you don't have a plan, make a plan. I can't, I can't tell anybody to go without, without a plan, but you did have a plan. Yeah, I did, but it was just brand new. Like I hadn't mm-hmm. put a year's work into it and now it was something that could How long pay did my you bills. Spend? How long did you spend? Oh, like no time, pretty like a, much. Like I was I was ready to go. Yeah like, yeah. like an evening, yeah. Um I mean I was I was ready I was already ready to go. I had started looking around at other jobs. I realized I didn't want to do that at all. Um so I decided to do this and Quit kind of that all happened at like the same time. I don't, but I don't recommend that, but I feel like it was necessary. There are people you know? who think you can get away with it. I mean, if you have no dependence and no <laughs> right, that's like, also true, or a hard skill set that you know is in demand, like people are calling you to give you jobs, mm-hmm. then yeah, I mean, you can bail and you're you have a solid fallback plan. But there are a lot of people who that would be like putting them into months and months of 
terrible fear and stress. Mm-hmm. There's fear and stress. I mean, <laughs> no matter what. Uh, yeah, I guess I was in a good position to do that, to kind of quit without knowing exactly what was going to happen next. I don't know. Had to do it. I yeah. had to do it. And that's, that's the thing that you know. When you feel that, that you have to do this, and you have, like you had, the resources and the infrastructure to make that happen and to try it out and to take a chance. That's, that's big. That's when you know that it's right. Mm-hmm. I don't like, I'm very, you know, people, people here, is, I'm, I'm fairly risk averse. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't like taking risk. I don't like taking chances. I don't like that. I mean, people think I'm, 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 I'm all for that. I'm not, I, I don't, I don't think people should take risks. I think you should take a calculated step, a carefully mm-hmm. thought through calculated step. Even if you think it through carefully in an evening, as long as you have a plan and you know what's going to happen and you know what your contingency plans are. Does that make sense? Look, am I contradicting myself somehow? No, I think that's it. It, it makes sense. It flows. You need, you need to go into this situation with your eyes open and say, here's what could happen if it's successful. Here's what could happen if it does. I, I hear people, they'll tell me about their ideas for a business or something. And you look at it and you're like, that, that could never scale. That could never grow. Mm-hmm. That's something so many people are already doing. And the, you know, you're going to be entering into a super competitive industry or whatever. And it's just, it's really tough for me to say, yeah, that sounds like something you could jump into and do. It just doesn't. Mm-hmm. Your idea is something that I don't think a lot of people are doing. You're doing mm-hmm. it because you're passionate about it, because you care about it. And you're prepared. Not, I don't want to say prepared to fail, but you you have a plan in, in the situation that, gosh, this, this didn't work out as well as we thought. We tried it for X amount of time and we're going to either try one more thing to make it right or we're, we're going to figure out what jobs we want to go take. Mm-hmm. That is a yeah. plan. That is having a plan. You have okay. one. You have one. You just don't know you do. <laughs> what else you got on your list? We'll do one more thing and we're going to go. Schloke's getting uh, antsy. Oh, yeah. He's falling asleep. <laughs> um, yes. And the last... <laughs> all, so another thing that I had on here is quitting when you're like not miserable at your job. Like maybe... And we talked to a few people who were like, yeah, my job's okay, but I'm doing this other thing or whatever. Um. I think like when I kind of got it in my head that I wanted to quit, it was like I had a really bad day. I yeah. came home and I was like, I can't do that anymore. Like I have to quit. I'm going to have like a Jerry Maguire moment. Yeah. Like I'm going to, I'm going to lose it or whatever. And then like the next day was great. And the day after that was great. Mm-hmm. And I had a lot of great days after that. And I had had a lot of bad days where I had those thoughts before. Mm-hmm. But after that, kind of when I hit that like no turning back point, like I would have the great days and I would still come home and be like, I really need to quit that job. Yeah. Like there was nothing that could kind of bring me back from that mm-hmm. at that point. Mm-hmm. And so I think, I don't think it's a bad idea to quit. Even if you're not miserable, if you have something else going on or whatever, I think just because you're not like crying on your way to work and stuff, and stuff like that doesn't yeah. mean that, this is the right place for you. And I think people a lot of times get stuck in this, like, well, this isn't that bad and it pays the bills and whatever. And it, that kind of prevents them from 
taking a leap. Right. All right. I think we're done. What do you think? Okay. You feel good? Yeah. Full day? Full day. Shlok, you about done? Uh-huh. I think we've that was a good note to end, end on. I think so, too. Inspirational. Good. All right. So we don't have many links uh, in today's show notes. Uh, we don't typically on quit, but you can go to 5by5.tv slash quit slash 12, and you'll see the few notes that we do have there for you. Again, the best way to help this show, tell your friends about it. Get somebody listening. We've got a new thing, uh, this new newsletter. It's very exciting. You can go to, and it's just just starting up. It's just starting up, so you can get in on it. CorporateStooge.com. Sign up for the newsletter there. I, I, I kind of want to keep this on the DL a little bit. That's why I didn't announce at the top of the show. Mm-hmm. I want to rant, slow, soft launch it, Shlo. Soft launch it. Test it out. CorporateStooge.com. That's why I won't, I won't say it till the end of the show. Only mm-hmm. the true, true fans get to hear and uh, sign up for it. If you would like to, you can go to aloftfarms.com. Mm-hmm. That's Alex's site. You can follow that on Twitter, aloftfarms, at aloftfarms. Uh, Alex is at ALA underscore Alex. Mm-hmm. Shlok is uh, at Shloki, S-H-L-O-K-Y. Anthony, who's left the building, is Mantuan, M-A-N-T-W-A-N, and they have funsize.co. Very cool. Of course, I'm Dan Benjamin on Twitter. Thank you very much, everybody, for tuning in today. We will see you all again if you listen to The Frequency at 10 a.m. Eastern Time Monday morning. And if not, we'll see you when we do quit next Friday at 5. Thanks for tuning in. Have a good week.